wait, can you say one other thing for me? Say, tracks. Yes. Say, in. In. Say, sci-fi. Sci-fi. Can you do it all together? Say, tracks in sci-fi. Tracks in sci-fi. Perfect. Hello everyone, this is Rico, and you're about to listen to another episode of Treks in Sci-Fi, your weekly, mostly weekly, dose of geeky goodness. This is going to be show 814. It is April 11th, 2021. How's everybody doing out there? Hope you're getting vaccinated. <laughs> one shot down for me, one more to go in a little more than a week, so... Uh... Yeah, that's going to be good. Uh, all right. So, but today, that's not what we're going to talk about, or I'll try not to. Uh, the podcast today, I, I've i covered this topic off and on. I don't think I dedicated, I just did a search in my <laughs> archives of 800 plus podcasts. I don't think I've dedicated a podcast completely to the topic, but um, I wanted to do a podcast about video games that have been turned into... Um, movies which is as most of i think most of us already know that hasn't gone super well there's something f kind of weird or funny i'll talk more about this during the show but it, they just don't do a very good job with this and i, I don't know why that's the case there have been a few exceptions some some better ones i think at least Plus, as it's well known, probably uh, for those that listen to the podcast for a long time, I'm not the hardest audience in the world. I like this kind of stuff. So um, so anyway, I, I, I'm a bit of a gamer, not a huge one. We'll talk more about that as we go. But that's going to be the topic today. Uh, gonna There's a, there's a lot of them, truthfully. There, there really are, are a ton of these movies. So I'm not going to be able to cover everything. But I'll hit the highlights, give you some of my thoughts and opinions and so forth it's kind of been inspired by this new mortal Kombat movie that's coming out i think at the end of this coming week i think it is is that what it is is it the 16th or the 23rd something like that um but um but anyway which i think is going to be on hbo max i think i'll i'll check that out during the credits here and we'll talk more about that but anyway that is the topic talk about some other things I've been stimulating, stimulating the economy a bit lately and buying some things. But more about that in a moment here on Treks in Sci-Fi. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Treks in Sci-Fi podcast. Scotty, beat me up. Fascinating. Stand by to receive our transmission. Okay, again, welcome to the podcast, folks. Yes, again, so uh, the... I had to take a break there after I said that. Welcome to the podcast again. So, um, yeah, how's everybody doing? Hope everybody's well, staying well, staying safe. Um, hopefully, uh, you, you know, wherever you happen to live, you can get a vaccine soon or, or maybe you've already have. I know a lot of... In the U.S., it's going... I guess pretty well in general, uh, but uh, I think there's a lot of people that are still not being careful, so here's my uh, one second, more than one second, 10 second pitch, but still be careful, 
especially if you haven't been vaccinated and even if you've been vaccinated until until this is a little more settled here in Michigan, which is probably pretty well known to people in the U.S. at least, for some reason we have everyone's getting COVID. It's like if you don't have a vaccine, if you're not vaccinated, you're getting COVID. It's one or the other. Those are your choices. So, but um, but we're well, family's well, friends in this area. You know, like everybody I know is is has hopefully been doing pretty well. But um, okay, enough about that. Uh, the I said at the opening. Instead of stimulating the stimulating the economy, so rather than talk about, um, I usually talk about things I'm watching. Um, I guess the most recent thing that I watched last night, I watched um, Alice Through the Looking Glass or whatever it's called, um, the second Alice in Wonderland movie that they did. You know, the one with Johnny Depp. For some reason, I, I watched. I had seen the first one. I saw the first one. I think even in theaters. That was like ten years ago, right? I think that's a 2010 movie. And I never had watched the second one. And I, I just decided last night, Disney Plus, it was okay. You know, those those movies are pretty amazing looking. I have to say, and I don't remember if I knew remember this as much as in the first movie, but Johnny Depp, man, you know, when he plays these parts sometimes, you know, he's playing the Mad Hatter here, right? But he does these weird voices and weird things. Sometimes it's really... Like, I can't even quite understand what he's saying. It, it's it's a little bit much. But although he wasn't in the second one as much as he was in the first. But I it was fun. I wanted a little kind of light fantasy thing. And plus, it's on Disney Plus, so it's easy. Just click over to Disney Plus and watch. So, But I do enjoy those kinds of movies. Uh, you know, the, the, that kind of lighter, you know, fantasy kind of thing. Like the Pirates movies. That... Um, those Percy Jackson movies, The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, those are kind of all in the same kind of categories a bit. Um, it kind of reminds me of the older kind of movies that I saw growing up, uh, things like the original Clash of the Titans and that. So, But um, anyway, let us... Uh, so that's what I watched last night, and uh, I'm still watching the usual shows uh, that I've talked about for a while. Supergirl is back on the air and it's okay. It's never been my favorite of those shows. I still kind of miss Arrow being on, and Flash I, I still enjoy quite a bit, although Flash, I feel, is... I think the, the the pandemic really messed things up on some of these shows because they were kind of midway through season, so they had to come back and kind of wrap things up and then create sort of a new situation, but I think they've had a... It's been tricky for them to do this, so... Um, but yeah, that's, so instead of talking more about those kind of things, which I just did a little anyway, let's talk about how I'm spending, you know, my <laughs> latest stimulus money from Joe Biden president. Um, but, um, the, uh, I've, I've had my eye on, um, I wanted to upgrade my computer, my main PC that I use for the podcast and everything I do. Uh, pretty much, although, um, I do use an iMac for video, uh, that it's an iMac. It's pretty old. It's about seven, eight years old now. So it's kind of showing its age, but anyway, my, my plan, excuse me, between a little bit of a tax refund and other things, I wanted to build a new PC here in the next couple months or so, but these video cards, the newest video cards are like impossible to get. I have a pretty good video card already in the computer that I've got. My computer is about five years old now, my main PC, and 
while it still is great, it runs well. I had upgraded the video card, I think maybe about a year ago. Uh, so it's got a little bit better video card than it did when I originally built it. Um, uh, quite a bit better, actually. A 20, for people who know this stuff, a 2060 or 70, 2070, I think I put it. But they have these 3000 versions now, 3070, 3060s, 70, 80s and all. But those are all impossible. All these um, video cards, for those who don't know, if you know about um, cryptocurrency, I'm not going to talk about it much except the fact that a high-end video card for the computer that that does the uh, computations for this and, and the, what's called the quote-unquote mining um, operations you need a high-end video card so there are all these stream not streams there's all these uh, what I want to try to say these groups that just buy up these cards and build all these PCs to just do this like they just sit somewhere connected to an internet connection you know or whatever but um, so point is, is that it's hard to buy new video cards. So it's kind of like, well, I could build a new computer, put the video card that I have for my main machine now into the new one, and it would be better. And then I could just buy a newer video card when they come out. And I, I still might do that over the summer. But I just, I kind of thought, well, hey, let me think about upgrading the Mac instead right now, instead of the main PC. And... Again, if you're not into tech, this this might be kind of boring you, but I'll I'll let you I'll fill you in a little. A few months ago, I think it was in the fall, approximately they first came out September or so. Mac, um, Apple Mac, whatever you want to call it, Apple uh, developed their own chip. Uh, you know the main CPU that that is used in a computer. There's Intel and, and um, AMD and stuff, and uh, for um, PC chips and a few years ago Mac started to use Intel chips um, but <clears throat> they decided to make their own chip called an M1 uh, maybe there's other names for it or whatever a more technical name I don't know doesn't matter but Apple has developed their own CPU their own processing chip <clears throat> and the point being it was in I'm into tech but not there's people who are way into it and I apologize if I'm not giving Every little detail, I feel a little gravelly in my voice today. Uh, I should do some late night, like, DJing. Um, hello, and welcome to Trex and Sci-Fi. Yeah. But um, anyway, point being is these new M1 Macs, they came out with a MacBook uh, Pro with it, that chip. Uh, MacBook Air, a new model. Those both new models. Both laptops, obviously. And uh, something called a Mac Mini, uh, which is exactly what it sounds like it's a it's a smaller box it's a it's a computer a full computer full mac uh, apple ios and all that not ios sorry mac os uh ios is for their mobile stuff um that um you gotta plug a monitor into it by a keyboard by a mouse but the point is they put that new m1 chip in there and years back quite a long time ago probably 10 to 15 years ago um, I, I bought a Mac Mini at one point, and I used it for about three hours. <laughs> and I can't remember, it didn't impress me a lot for some reason. I don't remember the exact details, but I decided to return it. And, um, and then a couple of years after that, or a few years more after that, I bought the iMac, which has been, I really like the iMac a lot, but it's older now. They have a newer update. You know, they've upgraded the, the operating system, and I mostly use the Mac 
couple of things. I but primarily I use it for making the videos that I do from conventions and those kinds of things. And I really just use iMovie truthfully. It's it's always been good enough for me. I I, I do kind of want to get maybe Final Cut, but with this new Mac, but we'll see. But when I do uh, video editing now, I've, I've noticed it's it's a little sluggish and a little takes quite a long time to render a video and all of that. And I said, you know, kind of. But um, the iMacs have not been upgraded with these new chips, but the Mac Mini is. So I, I've, this is longer than I really meant. <laughs> Maybe it needed to be. And I'm probably going to I'll try to wrap this up pretty quick in the next few minutes. But. So I decided to buy this Mac Mini. I'm going to get it in a couple of days. Got shipped. Uh, I upgraded, uh, made it, got a little bit of bigger drive space and memory. I said, well, I tend to keep these computers for a long time, even though Apple charges a lot to do that. I wanted to upgrade the memory quite a bit, double it from the eight uh, that it comes with to, to 16. But um, and then I added a little bit more drive internal to it as well, even though I'll probably have an external drive connected to it. But yeah, so uh, I've got that coming. I settled on a new monitor for it last night, too. And then I also, the other kind of relatively bigger thing that I bought recently is I bought a uh, DJ Mini 2 um, drone. I've, um, I'm jumping into <laughs> a little late to the party. Not something that, you know, I adopt. Drones have been around. <clears throat> Excuse me. Drones have been around for a while. I've I've been looking and watching a lot of video in the last few months and researching and looking at all these different options. This is a very, very small portable. Um, there are certainly higher end drones out there with um, more capability, with more, um, you know, where they can go further. But this thing can go pretty far, truthfully, um, in, you know, uh, elevation above you and beyond you and all that beyond you could even see it um it's pretty it's got a lot you could go to youtube just for search for dj mini 2 tons of videos out there people telling you uh, you know about the thing instruction type videos just videos of of people using it it can do 4k video it can do 4k uh still pictures and the price isn't bad. Uh, I bought the the one that comes with extra batteries and a case and all that. And yeah, so when I've tried it out the last couple of days, I've only had it since like half a week now. And uh, I haven't really gone out to a park. I've kind of done it around the neighborhood. Uh, and we went over to my uh, oldest son's house yesterday and we did it a little bit over there too. But nothing much, but it's super really easy to control truthfully. We didn't have a much wind, so that helped. I mean, you got to be careful. This thing can handle the wind pretty good. It stays pretty stable. Um, the nice thing about these drones, and depending on which one you get, there, there's a lot more um, things to keep them stable, to make sure you don't lose them. Um, this one's pretty manually controlled. Um, it doesn't have some of the more high-end ones have obstacle avoidance and a lot of that kind of stuff. This one doesn't. So I have to be a little careful, but uh, yeah, I really like it so far. I want to use it at maybe sometime when I go somewhere. It's pretty small. You, you can fit all of it into a small little camera bag type thing that it that it came with the one uh, set that I bought. So uh, I'm pretty excited really by it. It's, it's pretty amazing what these things can do. Uh, and uh, yeah, and, it, and the cool thing about this one, it's a really small, lightweight one. So technically, I don't have to, um, it doesn't fall in, uh, 
doesn't fall under the jurisdiction of the empire, you know, so I don't, I don't technically have to register it, but I probably will anyway. Uh, but cause it's like five bucks and you do it online to register these things. But this thing falls below the norm, the weight limits of most U S areas. Um, it's 240 grams or something like that. It's super lightweight, even with the battery in it. And, um, that's that's pretty nice that in in the fact that it's small and portable i really didn't want to spend a ton of money i mean this to some people this might still seem like a ton of money uh they basically start out at like 4.99 i bought it with the extra batteries and stuff like i said and that was 5.99 now to some that might sound a lot but most pretty pretty upper end drones are like a thousand you know or 1500 and that kind of stuff and i i really didn't want to spend that much um but yeah it's super cool I'm really excited. I would love to be able to take it to like Comic-Con or something and film some of the outdoor things they do. I, I don't know if that's probably a good idea. <laughs> they may not like that. Um, that's one place, even though it's a lightweight, small thing, they may have a problem with it. Um, but we'll see. We'll see. Uh, yeah. And uh, there have been a lot of video guys on YouTube, too, that I followed over the years. Casey Neistat and, and others that do a lot of drone photography. And uh, it's really pretty amazing. And now I've already found myself when I watch something, I'm like, oh, I think they shot that with a drone. You know, or, you know, I'm watching like a there, there's a TV show or a movie or a sporting thing or whatever. But uh, all right, we are 15 or so minutes or a little bit more than that in the podcast. I need to take a break, get some tea and get into this video game subject. But yeah, you're going to be seeing some drone stuff uh, by me. Lynn, my wife, keeps saying I have to give it a name. I, I don't know. I'm thinking of Aurora, which used to be the name of our ship back when I was growing up, when I had some friends and we did these audio Star Trek episodes. Our ship was the, it wasn't the Enterprise, it was the USS Aurora. I've put those up on here if you want to search the podcast archives. They're pretty, uh, <laughs> they're pretty funny. And, and we wrote these little scripts, and we would kind of try to act out these uh, Star Trek stories uh, back in the day. And we would, I would, like on an old manual typewriter, I would type out these scripts, and my friends would. And, and uh, we, I, think, I think we did a pretty good job. It was pretty funny. But um, uh, another time, bygone era. So let me take a short break. Uh, when I come back, we're going to get heavy into this topic of... Video games that have become movies, some successful, some not so successful. So hang on, I'll be right back. Hey, this is Ethan Phillips from Star Trek Voyager, and you're listening to Treks in Sci-Fi. Okay, the the topic of uh, video games that have been turned into movies is, is a pretty huge one. I'm looking at a list here on IM, no, sorry, I was going to say IMDB, which there are lists there. This is a Wikipedia thing. But, um, yeah, so let's try to go back a little bit in history first. Video games have obviously, you know, there was the Atari, and, and then, you know, we eventually started getting things like the first PlayStation, the, the first Xbox. Obviously, computers and PC games have been around even longer, really, than, than the, the more console-type systems, or at least the major console systems. So the, uh, and there's, you know, when you, when I go through some of these movies, some of these, uh, the list here, they're, you know, some of these were based more on a computer game, some based on console things, uh, sometimes arcade games, even that kind of stuff. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a pretty wide range of, uh, of, of things. 
it's funny. So I'm looking at this list here, and you and there's a it's a pretty cool little chart they have. Again, it's on Wikipedia. If you just go list of films based on video games, something like that, type that into Google. They have uh, the columns are the title of the movie, the release date, the worldwide box office, and the Rotten Tomatoes score, which is the column, and also Metacritic score. I've said many times I'm not a big believer in in rating things like that, but there is no question, you know, when you look down the Rotten Tomatoes list, the Metacritic list, in general, video games into movies have not done very well in, in, in critical response or critical scores. And even with the fans, um, they have not really, you know, there's been exceptions. There's been some good ones. There's been some ones that have made quite a bit of money and done pretty well. Uh, I would say I would say the recent years of movies, you know, like from maybe like 2010 or so up, have actually done pretty darn well, truthfully, at the box office. Much, much better than what they did back in like the 90s and, and early 2000s. Those movies just did not make much money. Again, a few exceptions, but they're definitely doing better. Um, and I think that has to do with a lot of things. I mean, video games these days are, I think, hugely popular. Um, both my sons are big gamers. They they grew up in that generation. They played a lot of computer games. We always had computer stuff around, uh, console things. So I think there's more people out there, more of an audience for this stuff. But I think the you know between CGI and special effects, I think they've been able to do a better job. They're still kind of clunky. You know what you can do, the kind of stories and things that you do in video games to make that and flesh that out into a movie takes some skill and takes a good you know scriptwriter and a lot of a lot of things and and they just they just don't do a very good job of pulling it off honestly and now again what i said earlier i'm i'm not a, a super tough critic on these things most of these i still enjoy i mean there's been some real groaners and and ones that kind of really you know like ugh, you know to, even to me but I, I still see them i've seen almost I would say probably like 90% of the movies in this list. There's a few ones that I have not seen. Like, for example, I haven't seen the most, one of the more recent ones. I haven't seen that Sonic the Hedgehog movie, which I heard pretty good things about, truthfully, which cracks me up when you think about it, because Sonic the Hedgehog into a movie? I mean, a lot of uh, video games that they've done into movies have actual story, real story elements in them, like the Laura Croft or Lara Croft, however you say her name, Lara. Why do they have to do that? Why couldn't they just call her Laura? But um, anyway, like the Lara Croft games, you know, there's there's some significant story elements in those, right? But but Sonic the Hedgehog, you know, come on. So, but it, you know, maybe for the kids, I mean, it made a lot of money. I I, I do want to watch it. Jim Carrey, I like. He's in it, so I'll, I'll probably check it out. Maybe this podcast will inspire me to 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 watch it finally but um but anyway so it's it's a it's a really big um topic they don't seem to be shying away from doing these anymore no matter what happens it's a good source i mean we have comic books being made into movies a ton of comic movies and comic television shows right uh everyone's aware of that we just had the big snyder thing thanks chris again for doing that show a couple weeks ago with me to to talk about that the four-hour um, Justice League Snyder Cut. 
so comics, video games, this is a, you know, we're in the nerd generation. Oh, oh, I should, I should also say here, cause this is kind of started out as primarily a Star Trek podcast and Star Trek, of course, is still a big focus for the show, but they just officially announced that a new Star Trek movie is coming in roughly a little more than two years. They're targeting, I think it was June of 2023, right? So two years from this June, they announced a few weeks ago, a couple months ago, maybe more than a few weeks ago, a couple months now, of this screenwriter, uh, Melinda something or the other, uh, Miranda, not M- Melinda, Miranda, I think is her first name. She's she's worked on some Trek things. Um, I think she did some of those short Treks. I think she wrote one or two of those, if I remember right. Anyway, she was being tapped to, to write a, 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 a script, a screenplay or something. There is very little detail of this. A lot of places are reporting it's going to be another Kelvin Universe, J.J. Abrams uh, film, because that that one that um, Miranda was working on was supposed to be for the Bad Robot Production Company. That doesn't necessarily mean J.J. Abrams would direct it or anything, but it would probably make you think that it's going to be in the Kelvin universe, that movie. But they have not said necessarily that this movie targeted for 2023 of Trek is going to be um, that that's the one they're talking about. Could be something else, maybe. Probably not. My my guess, my strong suspicion is it is that movie with her writing it with some or most of the the cast from the last few Star Trek movies back. Um, but time will tell. It, we'll probably be getting some details, I would, ex, I would assume, in the next couple of months of what's really going on. I mean, as they start to sign actors and things, they truthfully, for a two-year-out movie, for a Star Trek movie, probably by late this year, early, at the latest, early 2022, they would definitely have to get into filming in that. Um, they usually need a good year to post-production, though, that move, that kind of movie. So so it shouldn't be that long before we kind of have a little more firm, you know, in, info. Although the, the Star Trek movies, you know, the last one was from five years ago, 2016, Star Trek Beyond. I did like that movie quite a bit. But they've had a lot of announcements of movies for Star Trek over the last couple of years, right? So we'll, we'll have to just sort of wait with bated breath to see what happens. But I wanted to mention that. Oh, and I'll also, of course, I should have said this earlier in the show. Apologize for interrupting the uh, the main topic. But uh, hey, you know, my podcast, my rules. So, But the other thing that happened this past week with First Contact Day we got little teaser trailers, right, for all of the things coming back. Uh, Lower Decks, uh, Picard, and Discovery. I was actually kind of surprised that they we got a little bit of footage of Discovery um, and a little bit of uh, Lower Decks. I'm not too surprised by the Lower Decks footage. That's animated. That's supposed to be coming back for Season 2 in August. Discovery, Discovery Season 4... The biggest thing, my biggest takeaway from there, there, there's some kind of anomaly that they're dealing with, it looks like. I don't know if that's the main problem, but the biggest thing in the little bit of teaser we got for that is that it looks like they've got snazzy new uniforms that kind of echo the colors of, you know, the original series. They've got red, blue, and gold, um, you know, kind of like what they did on TNG in a way. I think they look great. I wasn't really happy with the 
the little bit of the uniforms we saw from, you know, future Starfleet and that they were wearing at the end of season three, right? But um, yeah, uh, that's exciting. And uh, and then we got a little taste of Picard and the big, big announcement for Picard was that Q is coming back. John Delancey is Q is going to come back for Star Trek uh, Picard season two. Now, I am not sure that that's going to be like, you know, is he going to be the whole storyline of, of season two? They seem to be leaning into that a bit. It, it I, I don't know if they do another like 10 episode season to have Q be the main through line for that. I guess it could be done. We'll see what happens. You know, he always would show up for an episode or two in, in the previous shows, you know, TNG primarily. He was in Voyager a little bit, but in a little tiny bit of Deep Space Nine. But um, but anyway, we'll see what happens. Um, that's exciting, though. I mean, I, I do love Q. I do love John Delancey. I think he and Patrick Stewart or Picard was a great, you know, at you know situation so yeah that's that's very exciting so yeah we got a lot of star trek uh, news out all right let me um let's see how should we do this uh i have a couple of ideas of how i wanted to run through this i was going to pick out a few movies that that i've enjoyed maybe some clunkers even to just play for you i'll play a few trailers to some of these movies but let's roll down this list and i'll point out like some of the movies when they came out how much money they made i'm not going to go through the whole thing but the um so one of the um, some of the earliest video game kind of tie in movies, although they weren't really based on a game, but they were sort of gaming was was becoming like in the 80s. You had you had Tron, of course. Right. And and then um, and then you had that movie War Games with Matthew Broderick. Both of those had kind of heavy gaming influences on things. And then, um, but then we get into, really get into like the early 90s, you had like Super Mario Brothers, which was a, obviously a big, big, big popular game. And uh, that, that kind of got things going. You had Double Dragon, Street Fighter, The Ultimate Battle, Mortal Kombat. So I wanted to mention this one, and then you had Mortal Kombat Annihilation. Um, the first Mortal Kombat movie it came out in 1995, August 1995, made about $125 It's actually rated pretty well um, compared to some of these other movies. And I think that's a pretty pretty good movie. I haven't watched it in a very long time. The, the, the sequel wasn't nearly as good, uh, but um, which came out about two and a half years later in 97. But... Uh, yeah, I did like that, and I like the music. I, I, I thought that they did a good job with that, so I'm kind of excited by it. Now, I should also say or state in here, I've only ever really played a little bit of Mortal Kombat. I haven't really played a lot of it. I'm not a huge gamer, truthfully. A lot of these um, franchises and titles, I've only touched a little bit of them. There's a couple of exceptions. The, the one being, which I've mentioned on the podcast many times, is Warcraft. I'm still playing World of Warcraft, yes. And so I know that universe. I know that game inside and out. And I, I did like the movie. And I, I, I really had wished and still hoped that maybe they'll make another one. And truthfully, because of the gaming, how popular that game is, it's one of the highest grossing video games into a movie that they've ever done. It made about $440 million worldwide, which I know it cost a lot to make, but that's a pretty good box office, really. That one came out in June of 2016. So, But a lot of these franchises, I don't um, I have not played the games a lot, so 
Um, another exception to that, though, that he did play the games quite a bit is Wing Commander. Wing Commander came out in 1999. Really a pretty bad movie, truthfully. <laughs> but I was so into Wing Commander and playing those games, those old PC games, that I was like, oh my gosh, a Wing Commander movie, that's going to be so cool. And it really wasn't. So that was kind of a disappointment. It only made about $11.5 million, uh, pretty poorly rated. Um, and then we had a, probably the a big breakthrough one was the first Tomb Raider movie, Lara Croft Tomb Raider with Angelina Jolie. Gosh, that came out in June of 2001. I didn't realize quite it was quite that old. I thought it was more like late 2000s, like maybe 2007 or 8 or something. But And that thing made $275 million. Let's play... Um, that's probably a good place to take a quick break here and I'll, you know, rest my voice, get a drink, and then I'll play the, let me play a trailer to the first Tomb Raider movie with um, Angelina Jolie as Lara Croft, who I did really like in the role. I thought she was pretty good as Lara Croft. So um, let's play that trailer and I'll be back after that. It gives its possessor power of the people of the light. And trade, trade for combat. We can be partners. You might try to kill me. I'm not going to kill you. I said you'd try. Is Lara Croft? Lara Croft. Time to save the universe? Absolutely. Tomb Raider. Tomb Raider. Tomb Raider. In theaters everywhere. Yeah, so that film with uh, Angelina Jolie with Lara Croft. Um, and they did it. They ended up doing a, another one, a sequel to it. Um, I guess you call it a sequel, whatever. It's another one. Um, so that one made a lot of money, and 275, I already said, million. The sequel, Lara Croft, the, the Tomb Raider, The Cradle of Life, came out a couple years later and only made about 156 million. So they, you know, they kind of basically dropped that whole franchise. And which I was kind of disappointed in. I mean, I really thought Angelina Jolie was pretty good in the in the role. You don't get a lot out of that trailer. It's a very <laughs> it's a very video gamey kind of music video y kind of trailer. It doesn't have a lot of dialogue or story re you revealed in it. 
And then they uh, they sort of did a reboot of this back in 2018 um, with um, just creating a new uh, or trying to create a new franchise. Um, this one was just called Tomb Raider, which I did see that. That one actually did pretty well. It's funny. It made about the same money as the first Angelina Jolie film, which means it actually probably made a little less money from inflation. But that came out in 2018. That's with Alicia Vikander, however you say her name, uh, in the role. I thought she's. I, I thought she was kind of like, sort of dull as as Lara Croft. I think she looks the part. She certainly looks the part. Even Angelina Jolie did. And you know, the video game character has sort of evolved and changed a little bit. The kind of costume she's wearing, or or, or clothing in the games, the her overall look, but the. The more recent movie, I think they tried to make her more look like the more recent video games, and she did, and uh, and I enjoyed it. I saw that in the theaters, and it was okay. Um, all right, another franchise, another big video game franchise that has done like I think they're like at six movies or something. Uh, the um, is Resident Evil uh, with Mila Jojovich is Alice. And uh, Jojovich, uh, sorry, and uh, Mila, Mila Jojovich. Um, so this one started in 2002 with Resident Evil. Let's go through the whole list. So 2002, Resident Evil. 2004, Resident Evil Apocalypse. 2007, Resident Evil Extinction. 2010, a Resident Evil Afterlife. Uh, 2012, Resident Evil Retribution. 2016 Resident Evil the final chapter note the name the final chapter but do you think it's the final chapter no because and I just learned this I didn't realize this 2021 Resident Evil welcome to Raccoon City they're doing another one yes although it appears that it's not going to be with with Mila Jojovich as Alice they're sort of doing sort of a reboot of some kind I don't have a lot of info on that but it is filming. It's, it um, it started filming in the fall, like in October, in the Ontario, Canada area. And it's supposed to be released late this year, like the end of November. Uh, this is this, like I said, sort of semi-reboot. Um, there's uh, a little bit of cast info out there on it. Um, but yeah, it doesn't it doesn't seem to include um, doesn't seem to include. Um, yeah, it doesn't seem to include Mila Jojovich. <laughs> That's weird. Uh, there's a Kea Scadelio. Is, is she gonna? Is that gonna be Alice? Uh, it says uh, no. She's Claire Redfield, Chris's younger sister. I'm trying to look. I'm looking at the Wikipedia entry here. Um, yeah. Okay. So let's see what this says here. Da, 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 da. The same month it was announced that one would produce a reboot with Craig, Craig Russo. Da, 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 da. Premise, once the booming home of pharmaceutical uh, giant Umbrella Corporation, Raccoon City is now a dying Midwestern town. The company's exodus left by the wasteland. With a great evil brewing below the surface, with that evil is leashed, the townspeople are forever chained. A small group of survivors must work together to discover the truth behind the Umbrella Company and make it through the night. So, yeah. Yeah, it, it doesn't even look like they have an Alice character in this. Uh, now, go back a little bit. I've seen, I think I've seen all of these. 
except for obviously the one that hasn't come out yet. Most of them all blur together. I kind of remember the first and the second one pretty distinctly. After that, they kind of <laughs> they blur. Um, but um, I and I have not really played these games either, so uh, so I can't give any real opinion of how they compare to the games. But they've been pretty successful uh, as a as a franchise. I mean, they obviously made you know they've made a total of. Made a total of six so far and a seventh coming. So seven, you know, that's that's obviously the most successful video game movie franchise that's ever been done. Um, I think they don't cost a ton to make, I think. Uh, let's, let's pull up the first one, for example, the first Resident Evil, which I think is a pretty good movie. And, and I, I do kind of want to watch that one again sometime. So that one cost $33 million and made about $102 million. Uh, this is the one just called Resident Evil. Came out in two thousand and two. Uh, that um, that one was I thought pretty good. Yeah. So, but then you move on to Apocalypse. That one made about one hundred and thirty million. I'm trying to find these on the list, the overall list. Resident Evil Extinction made one hundred and fifty million. See, they're actually making more money as time goes on. Resident Evil Afterlife made three hundred million. Wow. How'd that happen? That one came out in 2010. Resident Evil Retribution made 240 million. So, you know, it, it's been a pretty successful franchise. And where's the 2016 one? The final chapter. Oh, yeah, the one that's called the final chapter. That made the most 312 million. And I really didn't think that was a very good movie. The ratings here are not good. They're usually like in the 20 to 30% range on. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes, Metacritic is below in the 30s to 40, you know, but so, yeah, a pretty successful franchise, though, overall, and, and has made a lot of money. So I'm assuming they're going to just keep making those suckers. But um, all right, here's a movie. This this game, I don't know well either. 2003 movie House of the Dead made 13 million. Uh, Alone in the Dark, 10 million. I thought that was a pretty popular game, although, boy, that it got a 1%, 1% on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, and here we come to the biggie, or one of the biggies that, that always gets talked about when people talk about video games into movies. The Doom movie, yes, the Doom movie with The Rock is in there, right? Came out in 2005 and only made about $55 million. Let me look that one up and see. Um, I want to see how much that one cost to make, they say. So that one they say make it cost to make about 60 70 million and only made like well this entry here says 58 million. Um that's probably let's let's find a trailer for the Doom movie. Let's play that trailer and and let you listen to that. So um but yeah, not a good movie. And and I do know this game pretty well. I mean, I know Doom the franchise and the game and uh but boy, ugh. All right, here's the trailer for Doom the movie. At a distant research facility, the final 10% of the human genome has just been discovered. And with it, all hell has broken loose. Now, a call for help has gone out. Game time. Listen up, man. We're going in hot. If it breathes, kill it. There's something coming up behind you. It's in the sewer! <laughs> Shit. 
What is that? We gotta go now. Evacuate! Evacuate! Sir, you okay? Yeah, there you go. The Doom movie <laughs> with with The Rock, which I mean, there's some fun stuff in it. it, it it's it's definitely a bomb, though. I mean, it 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 didn't even really basically break even, which is kind of amazing because Doom is a pretty super popular game, um, but I think it just got a lot of word bad press and bad word of mouth. It's got a good cast. I mean, The Rock was in it when he was kind of just getting into movies a bit, you know, not quite as popular as he is now. Uh, Carl Urban, Roseman Pike is in it. Uh, so, yeah. And um, but the one of the big things I remember about that movie that was that was one of their big thing, you know, like in when you play the Doom game, you're usually in um, first person mode, right? So you just you're like you see what you're your view would be in, in a in if you're walking down like a corridor or whatever right and so in a movie it's not really ever in that perspective right you're always movies are shot with a camera you know more or less third person where this camera is following people and following the action not really through your eyes you know there are exceptions of course but uh, the, there's a little part in this movie uh, and again i've probably haven't seen this in a while so i I don't think it's a lot of the movie, but there's a part more near the end where they do that. They try to do that in the movie, and it's kind of comes off as kind of goofy. Um, a couple of interesting things about this movie, though. I guess Arnold Arnold Schwarzenegger was considered for the lead. Vin Diesel was offered, um, also offered it, but turned it down. Uh, Arnold, I guess, maybe wasn't offered it, but um, but was considered. Probably a little bit, maybe too old at that point, perhaps. Uh, Dwayne Johnson was offered the role of John Grimm, but turned it down in favor of the Sar Sarge. Uh, so, uh, but um, let's see, anything else on the story? Uh, Stan Winston's studio works some of the creatures. I mean, it has a sort of an alien vibe to it. They're on this station, you know, on Mars, and creatures start popping out from everywhere and that kind of stuff. And it's, you know, there's a, like I said, there's this first person shooter sequence. Um, but um, but it's yeah, it's it's just uh, it's yeah, you should see it if you're into games and gaming and you're into if you like the doom, you know, whatever. They did another one, which I actually watched not that long ago. They did this another doom uh, movie, uh, Doom Annihilation, I think it's called. I think it's just on I think it was just on Netflix. Um, but boy, if you if you thought doom was bad, watch that thing. That thing is not good. <laughs> I don't even see it on the list here. I don't even see... Uh, I'm not even seeing it on this Wikipedia list of, of video game movies. But whatever. It doesn't matter. Okay. Um, Blood Rain. Ugh, not very good. I've seen it. Uh, that's a... that's a. Remember good old Yui Bowl or whatever? That guy? Remember that guy? Whatever happened to him? He was really, you know, in the news for a little while. Silent Hill. Um... That's a pretty good movie, actually. That's not a bad movie. Uh, it came out in 2006, made about $100 million. Oh, Dead or Alive. Ugh, not good. Not that good. $7 million made. Um, oh, yeah, the Postal movie. Yeah. Ugh. <laughs> Hitman. 
Now, Hitman, you know, I thought that that was an interesting movie. I thought. I thought they did a fairly good job with that. That's um, Timothy Oliphant is in that one. Doug Ray Scott. Olga Kurilenko, who's done a Bond movie. Um, that one came out in 2007. That one cost $24 million to make, made $100 million. That's not a bad movie and, a, and, a, and an interesting um, franchise and all. I'm not going to play that trailer. Uh, we've got In the Name of the King, a Dungeon Siege tale, which I've played Dungeon Siege. It's just what it sounds like. It's like a D&D type knockoff kind of a uh, video game. Um, pretty good game, actually. Uh, that came out in 2008, only made $13 million. Not a good movie. Uh, Far Cry. Um, this movie, I kind of had really kind of forgotten about this. Um, is this, this is an animated thing? Oh, let's see. German action film loosely adapted from the video game. I don't think I've seen this one. Oh, it's another Yui Bowl movie. Um, is this live action or animated? Wait a second. Let me see here. Let me pull this up, folks. Let's pull this up for you. <clears throat> uh, I guess it's live action. Yeah. Wow, this didn't even make a million bucks. Was it even released worldwide? It cost $30 million to make. It made, at the box office, $743,000. Oh, my goodness. Let's not even talk about that one anymore. How about Max Payne? You remember that one with uh, Mark Wahlberg was in it, right? Um, that's an interesting movie. Uh, Mila Kunis, I think, is also in that movie. That one came out in 2008, made $85 million. Let's see. Um, yeah, good cast. Uh, oh, Olga Karolienko is in that one, too. Weird. Um, cost $35 million to make, made about $86 million. That's not a bad, not a bad movie. Um, I didn't think Street Fighter: The Legend of Chun Li. Uh, yeah, let's skip over that one. Tekken movie. We'll kind of skip over that one. All right, let's talk about this one. This is one of the biggest making money makers. I didn't realize this one made this much money. I liked this movie more than a lot of people did <laughs> for a, a few reasons. But um, Prince of Persia. Okay, uh, this movie with Jake Gyllenhaal's in it. Gemma Arteton, uh, Ben Kingsley, I mean, Alfred Molina. This has got a good cast. Cost $200 million. I think, was this a Disney film? Was this was Disney part of this one? Let me look here. I'll probably play the um, trailer for you for this one in a second. But, yeah, yeah, it is Disney. It is Walt Disney. So, probably on Disney Plus, maybe. I'm not positive about that. But if you haven't seen Prince of Persia, so this came out in uh, May of 2010. Uh, again, it made two. It made cost two hundred million. Made three hundred and almost three hundred forty million. Um, I even have a, a prop replica of the little dagger from this movie. Uh, so, Prince of Persia: The Sands of Time. Let me play a trailer to this film, which again, I, I think this is a pretty fun movie, and it's certainly a expensive production. It looks amazing, so probably worth maybe watching if you're into video games and these kind of movies. Probably worth watching just for that. So, hang on a second. I'll play this trailer to. Uh, Prince of Persia. This is no ordinary dagger. Releasing the sand turns back time. Only the holder of the dagger is aware of what's happened. Did you see that? Prince Dastan. 
you wondered how you could have found such a treasure? Are you not curious why an orphan from the streets would be chosen to become a prince? The gods have a plan for you, a destiny. There are those who would use the power of the dagger to destroy the world. Time will erase everything. You must protect it. Who were these demons? Assassins, trained in the art of quick death. The secret guardian temple. It's the one place the dagger can be safely hidden. Take it there, Dastan. Yeah, you really enjoy telling me what to do, don't you? Only because you're so good at following orders. Yeah, don't press your luck. The dagger must be found. Such a noble prince, eeping to assist the fallen beauty. Who said you were a beauty? There must be a reason why you can't take your eyes off me. You're... I... It's time. Give me the dagger! How did you do that? Yeah, that's a fun movie. It's it you know, it has a very Pirates of the Caribbean kind of feel to it. It's uh a lot of a lot of jumping around uh, in in towns and sand, a lot of sand. <laughs> sand. It's coarse. I don't like it. Um they did another Hitman movie. It wasn't with Timothy Oliphant, I I don't think. I think I saw this Tim, Hitman Agent 47 made 82 million. This one came out in 2015. I think I gotta get my volume up here a bit more. Sorry about that. The um, oh, and then of course I've already talked a little bit about it, but the the Warcraft film. Kind of want to play the trailer, but we're already fifty five or so minutes in, so I think I'll skip that trailer. I, I kind of wanted to, but um, I like that movie quite a bit actually. I think there's a lot of fun stuff in it, uh, and it certainly has a Warcraft feel for gamers who have played the game. Uh, so I recommend that if you've not seen it, if you especially if you ever played World of Warcraft and never seen that, have, haven't seen that movie, check out the Warcraft film from June. Uh, came out in June tenth, twenty sixteen. Made about four hundred forty million dollars. Let's pull up the Wikipedia entry on it though, anyway, um, just to see. I, I believe it cost like a couple hundred million, well, one hundred sixty million to make. So, but there, I think there was a lot of trouble with some of the finances or something weird about that movie that I heard about at the time that made it um, has complicated making another movie. Uh, Assassin's Creed. You guys remember that one? Uh, that's that's a pretty good one, right? I think. Um, you know, it's it's got a good cast. Michael Fassbender's in it, you know. And it, it's, it's a little weird, though. It's not really like the games I didn't think as much. Um... That came out in December 2016. Made 100. Made sorry. Made 240 million. Um, so yeah, they've got you know 
got a lot of money off that. I'm surprised we maybe don't get another one at some point, but maybe we will. It's a little bit of a weird movie. Oh, and one of the most recent here. Well, let's run down these last few pretty quickly here. They did. I already mentioned they did a new Tomb Raider movie uh, in 2018. Talked about that. Oh, remember the Rampage movie with The Rock? <laughs> a weird movie. I liked it. Uh, it's probably the most successful one here. For almost, almost, wait a minute, Detective Pikachu, a little bit more, which is, a, yeah, I'll talk about that in a second. Rampage came out in 2018, April 2018. $428 million it made. And it's got, look out, 50% on Rotten Tomatoes. Huh. I'm a, I'm a little surprised by that, frankly. Um, but you remember that old Rampage video game? Uh, whoever thought they turned that into a movie, you know, but um, something called Dead Trigger, which I don't know anything about, really, and it's hardly got any bit of a box office. Who knows what that is? Um, Detective Pikachu, fun movie, I thought, kind of fun. Ryan Reynolds plays a little Pikachu voice or does the voice for the Pikachu, uh, obviously ba based on Pokemon, very loosely based on Pokemon. I mean, uh, not really the game exactly, Uh and, and that's, that's kind of more, you know, well, it's kind of reaching a bit. But this one made $433 million, 68% Rotten Tomatoes. Wow. Sonic the Hedgehog I already talked about. Made a lot of money. 63% Rotten Tomatoes. Monster Hunter. Ugh. You know, poor Monster Hunter, really, when you think about it. I mean, it, I did see the movie, finally. And it's not that good. Mila Djurjevic is in that one. Uh, this one obviously got really messed up because of uh, the pandemic. Uh, it it, um, it only cost sixty million, but it only made about thirty six million at, at, at the box office. So yeah, it, it, but it's not a good movie. And I, I've heard from people who are into that game more than me that it's not really a good representation of, of the game at all. Um, or maybe it is a little. I don't I don't know really, but it it did not do well. And I didn't think the movie was all that good myself, and I don't really know the game that much. I know enough about the game. I've watched my one of my sons play it. You know, you basically go out and hunt these big monsters, like dinosaur-type creatures, huge, huge things that take you a lot of time to kill in the game. So on the horizon, let's talk briefly about what's coming <clears throat> on the horizon. There's a um, there's Mortal Kombat, obviously, in a couple of weeks. Uh, I already mentioned Resident Evil, Welcome to Raccoon City. There's an Uncharted movie. Uh, with Tom Holland playing playing uh, Nathan Drake. Uh, so there's a Sonic the Hedgehog movie too, which is already on that thing. There's a doing a Minecraft movie. Can you believe that? Did I even mention Angry Birds? I don't know why that popped into my mind, but uh, that movie I think actually made pretty good money. There's a Borderlands movie coming. Um, there's another De Detective Pikachu movie coming. Yeah, that's further out even. Uh, Metal Girl Gear Solid movie. There's supposed to be a Space Invaders movie. There, it looks like they are going to do another Tomb Raider movie. I don't know if that's going to involve the same people. Let's see if I can click up, pull up that entry, um, and see what they say here. Oh, they don't say much. Looks like uh, box office plan sequel. Let's see. Da 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 da. da. Uh, trying to see if you know. Looks like um, looks like it's going to be pretty include some of the people that were in the first, maybe the main actress. I think we'll see. That one's a little far out though. Um, so yeah, that's a really super quick rundown of, of video games into uh, into movies. 
they've obviously they've done other things like one thing that springs to mind of you know recently is <clears throat> the netflix witcher series obviously based on video games which are based on comics and books and and so that with uh, henry cavill as the, as the main character i really liked it as Geralt. you know uh, I, I really like the series i have not really played the games so I can't really comment and I, you know, I shouldn't even apologize just because, hey, whatever. We all have so much time in the day to do things. Uh, but um, and as, I, as you, I said at the earlier part, there, there are a lot of these I have not played games. I tend to, you know, obviously what I do then is I judge them by is this is a fun movie. And, and most of them I know enough about what the basic game is like or what's involved in the game or what, you know, I have a fairly good, you know, info it isn't like i'm totally i'm totally blind about you know what goes on in the in some of these franchises at all so uh but yeah it, it's people always tend to say you know oh video game movies are always crap but as you saw as i got and went through that list and and it, this kind of surprised me even more uh, or a little bit more than i thought it would um some of these have made some pretty darn good money and and again i think they've they've definitely been making more money in recent times don't know i mean has the quality gone up in them i think a bit i think so uh and, and they they get pretty big name people in them too and it also the the added thing that i said earlier which is video games are super popular actually i think you know video games as an industry uh, they make more money than the movie industry uh, i think significantly more money so you know when you're going to tie something together heck let's let's pull in pull in some video game things into, into the movies it seems like a win-win right you know you've got got a movie you've got a, a franchise or something that's popular and and yeah and overseas the other thing about some of this stuff with video games the other advantage that they have unlike certain properties here is that video games especially in asia and europe too and other areas but they're very popular, right? The, I mean, video games are hugely popular, so they they this gives them an added benefit there too. So it's a there's no stopping. I don't think making video game movies that's that's going to keep going. Uh, I think there are some good ones in here. It makes me kind of want to watch some of these that I haven't watched. I kind of really want to watch uh, Prince of Persia again because uh, I haven't seen it in a while, and and um, I did think that was a pretty good movie, although. One of the things I remember that they used to say or did say about that movie at the time was with Jake Gyllenhaal trying to do an accent, trying to do a little bit of a British accent and, and it being a little bit of a mixed um, mixed thing. Oh, I see why that Angry Birds wasn't in the main list. It was live action versus animated. I didn't really talk that much about animated um, animated uh, video game type things like some of the Pokemon things they've done. Final Fantasy, uh, the Angry Birds movie, yeah, 2016. Was it that long ago? Oh, gosh, they did a second one already. Yeah, boy, I never saw these movies, so I can't really comment. But the first one made $350 million. Second one only made, two, made only made that came out in 2019, $154 million. They did that Ratchet & Clank movie, Final Fantasy, The Spirits Within. Um, that one was pretty good. I saw that one. That one got a 45% of Rotten Tomatoes, made $85 million. Uh, but, um, yeah, and there are Pokemon movies out there, animated things, some from Japan and stuff. So, 
there's a ton you could talk about. I could have done like two or three podcasts on this topic, but it popped into my head, like I said, uh, with the Mortal Kombat new movie coming out in, in a couple of weeks. So I thought this would have been um, been a good topic, and I think it was. And uh, yeah, so let's wrap it up. Uh, I hope you guys enjoyed this week's uh, show. If you want to s- support the podcast, you can go over to Patreon forward slash Trex and Sci-Fi and, you know, a couple of dollars a month. I thank those guys that do that. Uh, that uh, have supported the show for a very long time. We try to get together and uh, have a group Skype show every quarter or so. We did one about a month ago, I think. Probably do another one in the early part of summer or late spring, maybe like around uh, May, June. Talk about maybe maybe we'll be starting to see movies in the theater again then. I know people have still, but um, right now they're still... I don't think there's anything still on the horizon that's coming out soon. I, I think they moved Black Widow. That would have been maybe one that would have gotten me to the theater in May, you know, because that's happening in was going to happen in the May May eighth or so. I think it was, and now it's moved to like Fourth of July time, early part of July release. Which I think by then I'll I'll go see it in the theater for sure. So, all right, folks, uh, that's about it for this week's episode of treks in sci-fi i do appreciate you listening and tell your friends maybe check it out you know check out this podcast if you're interested and take care be careful out there keep those masks on if you need to wherever you're at and yeah we'll uh we'll all get through this still it's not not much longer i don't think and these vaccines no matter what people oh their concerns they work really there's there's all kinds of stats out there now. If they've got enough people, like in the U.S., I think, I think it's, or was this just a missing? I don't know. There's been tons of statistics out there on people that have been vaccinated now, and the the very very tiny amount of people that are even getting COVID once vaccinated, and hardly any of them dying, which is the whole main thing here, right? So uh, take care of yourselves. I don't. I hope that doesn't come off as preachy. <laughs> I don't care. It's important. So um, yeah, watch some stuff. Enjoy uh, enjoy your uh, Netflix if you're not going to the theater. We've got Mortal Kombat in two weeks. Oh, next week is going to be a guest show with Mark. Mark's going to be here next week. And then in two weeks, I think my plan was to start doing a do- um, commentary on uh, Picard. I think I'm going to do the first episode of Picard like I've started to do Discovery uh, commentary. So I think I'm going to watch the first episode of Star Trek Picard and then... And then do commentary in two weeks. That'll be like on, what is that, the 25th of April. So everyone, take care of yourselves. Take care of your friends. Take care of your families. Check in with people. Uh, be nice. Be kind, as doctor, as the doctor would say in uh, Doctor Who. Be kind to each other. So, All right. This is Rico signing off for Treks and Sci-Fi. Take care of yourselves. I'm going to go fly a drone. <laughs> All right. Take care of yourselves. How many times have I said that this week? I must be worried about you guys. Am I? I'm not. I'm not really worried. All right, everyone. Talk to you again soon. Bye. Oh, and by the way, I have a new uh, uh, outro person here. This is my uh, grandson, Bryson. Check this out. Listen to this. What did you just tell me? You said Bryson doesn't want to take a nap. Say that. I don't want to take a nap. Oh, hey, wait. Can you say one other thing for me? Say treks. Treks. Say in. Say sci-fi. Sci-fi. Can you do it all together? Say tricks in sci-fi.
Check your fetch Perfect. 